Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us for this Pharmacy Leadership Podcast. Our discussion for this episode focuses on leadership topics within pharmacy practice, including the business of pharmacy, developing leadership skills, career transitions, and more. My name is Vicki Basiliga, and I'll be your host for today's episode. With me is Leah Franzen, Clinical Consultant Pharmacist at M Health Fairview Anticoagulation Clinic. Thanks so much for joining us today, Leah. Absolutely. All right, so let's just jump into today's topic about sustainable success and professional growth. So I think it's safe to say that a lot of pharmacy professionals can really struggle on how not only to be a successful practitioner, but also how to grow within the pharmacy practice as well, wouldn't you say? Vicki, I agree. Most clinical pharmacists enter their career with the goal of providing direct patient care, and such, they focus their development on becoming an expert in their area of practice. As a pharmacy manager for six years, I had the opportunity to help many pharmacists seek professional growth beyond direct patient care duties. More recently, after learning that the hospital I worked at would be closing, I was thrust into a warp speed transition of helping 30 pharmacists prepare to seek new job opportunities. This sudden trajectory change compelled me to consider this topic and share it with you today. As a clinician, you strive to be a content expert and leverage literature to support the recommendations you make. What makes professional growth and development so challenging is it does not come with step-by-step instructions or a reference manual. Moving from an expert in your area of practice to jumping into the unknown and seeking growth can be an uncomfortable endeavor for many pharmacists and technicians. Early in my career, I was what I would call a yes ma'am, the person who accepted any project no matter how full my plate. As a result, I had less time to spend working on the bigger picture opportunities. Vicki, I would like to share three concepts today about professional growth and development. The first, getting started, followed by prioritizing opportunities, and finally, learning to say no. Leah, these sound like all great topics. Can you kick us off with telling us how to get started? Absolutely, Vicki. I think getting started with a curriculum vitae or a CV, the most widely used professional tool for pharmacists and technician, can help showcase one's professional journey. I'd like to underscore the importance of starting your journey to growth by updating and evaluating your CV. Your CV should really emphasize your professional journey and will help prepare you for evaluating where you have opportunity to branch out. As a leader, mentoring your employees through creating and updating their CV is a relatively simple task. ASHP has a great CV toolkit with examples spanning all stages of one's career. Whether you're a P1 student exploring summer internships, a P4 applying for residencies, or a seasoned practitioner seeking a new position, this resource is sure to help you get started. Your CV should be refined throughout your career, so this creates the perfect catalyst to tailor your growth and decide which activities will contribute to your long-term career aspirations. 
Now that I've outlined some ideas and tools to update your CV, let's identify areas of growth. Some questions to consider as you review your CV include, what are your short-term and long-term career goals? What traditional sections are absent or contain limited activities across your CV? And finally, what amount of time are you willing to dedicate to your professional growth? Consider seeking the advice of a mentor who can share some activities that he or she has engaged in prior to looking for a new opportunity. Some growth areas to consider with your mentor may be an advanced degree, such as an MBA or MHA, board certification, becoming a member of ASHP or your state pharmacy organization, or if you're already in a member, seeking out an opportunity to get involved within that organization. Many of the skills associated with being a good clinician, such as acquiring specialized knowledge, time management, and being a lifelong learner, translate directly over to skills that can help you be successful in professional growth endeavors. So let's move now into the second concept you mentioned, which I think is a big step in professional growth, prioritizing those opportunities. What recommendations do you have for our listeners? Most listeners have likely heard of a SWOT analysis, which can inform your goals and help one make the right growth decisions. However, whether you're a novice or just need a refresher, SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. While this tool is best known for its use in evaluating larger strategic ventures, how should one judge smaller opportunities? The challenge here is delineating between enough of the right opportunities to fill one's plate in an optimized way versus just filling it with opportunities. I'd like to outline an instrument that can help optimize and evaluate opportunities leading to the selection of the highest ranking initiatives. A 2017 Harvard Business Review article by Doug Andrew outlines the process he has refined to quickly and effectively evaluate and seek day-to-day opportunities he would like to pursue. Doug suggests ranking the opportunity according to five critical factors. First, will this opportunity utilize your unique talents and abilities? Second, will it have an impact on people? Third, is this an opportunity for you to grow? Fourth, is it creating value? And fifth, Does it create opportunities for referrals to new networks? Rank your answers to these questions on a scale of minus one to plus five. Beginning with minus one highlights that some aspects of the opportunity may actually be a net negative. One such example is giving the same formal presentation to multiple audiences with a similar scope. Now tally your score. A ranking of 15 or lower may not be worth considering, while a score of 20 or higher is likely a clear win. This method may be akin to an opportunity filter that allows one to evaluate the most optimal use of time and resources. 
let's acknowledge that finding and sticking to a strategy that helps one objectively evaluate activities is not easy. Resist the temptation to make immediate sweeping changes and consider the impact of the opportunity. There may be some quick wins that present themselves. Small projects within your hospital that contribute to your leadership skills, or for novice public speakers, giving a pearl presentation at a state or national meeting. But resist extensive fluctuations without first considering the value. So now that you've reviewed how to select the right opportunities, let's pivot our discussion a little bit to what I think is probably the hardest thing for pharmacists to do, learning to say no. What advice do you have for this very hard skill to learn? Vicki, we have all likely been in a situation where yes rolls off the tongue so easily, and we often agree to take on projects that we probably should have passed on or even delegated. Refusing low-reward tasks frees one up to focus on priorities. There is an art to saying no. This is explained by Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestseller, Essentialism. He says, not just haphazardly saying no, but purposefully, deliberately, and strategically eliminating the non-essentials. I would like to share some excellent resources that have become my go-tos when faced with the tough action of saying no. The first is a three-part post by Sarah White on ASHP Connect, Women in Pharmacy Leadership Community, where she outlines how to say no with an email to a friend and to a boss. In her post, Sarah details a script for keeping your response short and direct. She highlights three points to remember. The first is, say it fast. Don't let your response hang out for days or weeks, hoping the sender will forget about it. Secondly, explain why, but be brief. And finally, propose something else. The second go-to resource is a 2007 AJHP article entitled, Integrating Your Personal Life and Career. The author highlights that most pharmacists are dual career couples raising children, so their careers may be M-shaped, meaning that professional involvement may rise until children arrive, then dip during the hustle and bustle of raising children with a subsequent rise in professional involvement, meaning that professional involvement may rise until children arrive, then dip during the hustle and bustle of raising children with a subsequent rise in professional involvement and responsibilities when children are grown. Consider each opportunity and when the best time to pursue it may be with what you already have agreed to. Saying no today may ultimately lead to saying yes to a better opportunity or unknowingly make capacity for something more impactful that presents itself in the future. So Leah, before we leave, do you have any last words of wisdom for our listeners? I'd like to conclude this podcast by asking each person listening to go knocking and seek an opportunity to grow yourself, one that provides value and will make an impact. That's all the time we have today. Leah, thank you so much for joining us for this episode on Pharmacy Leadership. 
Be sure to join us here for the Pharmacy Leadership Podcast, where we'll be talking with ACHP members about leadership topics within pharmacy practice. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.